We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. Joined today by our football analyst, Vince D'Addario, and we're talking about the college football playoff rankings. Vince, uh, that was tonight. Notre Dame ha- came out as number two in the college football playoff ranking. couple points about that. Number one is this is the highest Notre Dame has ever been ranked. Uh, oh. Notre Dame climbed as high as number three in both 2017 and 2018. What was interesting about 2017 is they actually were number three with a loss. Remember, they had lost to Georgia earlier in that year. But they were pounding people when that first ranking came out. Uh, and then they got as high as number three, obviously, at the end of the 2018 season as well. Right. In 2015, Notre Dame got as high as fourth, but that was the highest that they got. Uh, before uh, before they lost uh, down the stretch and really fell out because they weren't playing well before they lost a the game to Stanford. So um, the other interesting note, Vince, is the last four years, so 2016, 17, 18, 19, okay. the team that ranked second in the first college football playoff ranking went on to win the national championship. All four years. All four years. So LSU See, obviously you're just getting last excited. year. Clemson in 18 and 16, and then obviously in 2017, it was Alabama. Now, 2015, Alabama was ranked fourth, and then in 2014, the first ranking, Ohio State was actually 16th in the first college football playoff ranking after they had lost earlier that year to Virginia Tech. Uh, they didn't start getting hot till late. After the rankings had come out, they smacked up uh, Michigan State on the road. Uh, and then obviously destroyed Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game to uh, right. to get in in a controversial leapfrog of TCU and Baylor. Uh, right, so right. So that was certainly interesting. But um, 
So I thought that was interesting. I mean, things don't mean a whole lot, but I did think it was interesting. Number one is Alabama. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the rest of the rankings, Vince. But just kind of first of all, your overall thoughts on, you know, is this where you think Notre Dame should have been ranked? I mean, I, I think we're on the same page there. Is this where you think Notre Dame should rank? Uh, and do you think, I mean, just thoughts on, do you think this is a Notre Dame football team that is capable of, of running the table, staying in the top four and competing for a national championship? Well, when it comes to Notre Dame, I think they're absolutely where they're supposed to be uh, right now because, you know, they, they, they're undefeated. Uh, they beat Clemson. Say what you want about that, but they beat Clemson. So mm-hmm. they belong where they're at. I, I do think that. And I, and I think that Alabama belongs above Notre Dame mm-hmm. at the moment. I think they're mm-hmm. playing better. I, I do. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine one, two. I have no problem with that. I think as far as the, the path for Notre Dame, uh, obviously everything is in front of them and they mm-hmm. control their own destiny. So I still believe even if they, you know, they get ACC championship, if they take care of their business, the mm-hmm. rest of the regular season, if that game is even close, if that game is close and Notre Dame loses, I still think they're in the top four. I do. Um, mm-hmm. Because clearly the committee likes Clemson mm-hmm. based on where they put them. They put them mm-hmm. right behind Notre Dame and over an Ohio state team that's undefeated. So if they have that much respect for Clemson, if Notre Dame can keep it close or win, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but if they keep it close, I think they're still in the top four. So yeah. uh, I, I think their destiny is in front of them. I, I think that they absolutely have the ability to be in the top four when this is all said and done, mm-hmm. when they do the rankings uh, after December 19th. So uh, this, this is where they should be. And they'll have nobody to blame but themselves if mm-hmm. they're not in the final four when, it, when uh, the final rankings come out. Right, because to your point, I think them not being in the in the final four for me for the most I think you know, again we'll get into some some other things here quickly, but I do think because of like you said how they have Clemson, there's two things that Notre Dame needs to do to say in the playoff. Number one is don't get upset in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Handle your business against North Carolina, who the committee ranked 19th, so that right. helps Notre Dame's can you know in just enhancing that number two ranking uh, with a win over North Carolina on the road this weekend, and then obviously you have. Uh, Syracuse and Wake Forest, two teams you definitely should beat. I think absolutely. North, barring Notre Dame just utterly collapsing, this is this is the game. You win yeah. this game, then you go into the the, the ACC title game undefeated. Agreed. Uh, and, and then the second one is again losing a competitive game, and I don't mean a game where Clemson controls it and you score a couple touchdowns late to right. make it a seven point game. I mean, this has to be just like the first game, a back sure. and forth game where it's kind of like whoever has this thing last is going to have a chance to win this game. I think that's needed for Notre Dame to stay in. So uh, there were some interesting rankings, I thought, Vince, and and you and I chatted about this beforehand. Uh, Clemson over Ohio State, Clemson number three, Ohio State number four. The the people on ESPN were surprised by this. I'm not sure why. I I personally, in in the Irish breakdown top 25 that I do every week, I've had Clemson over Ohio State for the last couple of weeks. Sure. Uh, just because, again, Ohio State still hasn't played a lot of games. We don't know really a That's lot about Ohio State thing. just yet. Yep. And then the other thing is, is Ohio State's got more flaws right now mm-hmm. than Clemson does. And everybody says, well, Ohio State's undefeated. Well, Ohio State hadn't played at the number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, Clemson was undefeated through four games and was playing, in my opinion, a whole lot better than Ohio State was playing through four games. Uh, Ohio State, to me, is a, is a dominant offense that has big time holes on defense, whereas Clemson doesn't really have those issues. I mean, the only team that's really 
taking it to the Clemson defense is Notre Dame, who, again, is the number two team in the country. So right. um, I wasn't surprised by uh, Clemson. I think sometimes the people on ESPN get too obsessed with undefeated, which yeah. is what you saw when Kirk Herbstreit was losing his mind that BYU wasn't ranked higher. When, again, you're talking about a team that's beaten Boise State, North Alabama. You know, they haven't played anybody. They right. see that zero at the end and think, well, that team's clearly better. I think the committee showed, again, that they're going to have a much broader and a more thorough analysis than what we get from some of the pundits on TV. Well, and, and I think uh, I agree with you. And, and I, I agree with the fact that the eye test tells me that Clemson is better than Ohio State mm-hmm. at this point in, in the season. Mm-hmm. And no, in no game was it more apparent than in the IU game. Look, IU's a good team. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk – I, I want to get into that a little bit uh, later on. But I think IU drew the blueprint for how to beat Ohio State. Yeah. And any one of these other teams, whether you're talking about Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, can follow that blueprint – and beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And if you're going into the Final Four and Ohio State is one of those teams, you want mm-hmm. them in the first round. Right. Okay. And I'm not saying that Ohio State can't win that game, uh, but the blueprint is pretty clear mm-hmm. how to beat Ohio State. Their secondary is not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to contain Justin Fields. And they don't get after the quarterback very well. Surprising. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So I think that Clemson is more complete team than mm-hmm. Ohio State. Uh, and again, they haven't played anybody except IU, frankly. Right. And and say what you want about IU, the rest of the way, Ohio State's not even going to have an opportunity no. to really impress anybody with the schedule that they the, have. The left. Big Ten is so bad right it's now, especially the Big Ten East is terrible. My my only thing about I see a lot of Notre Dame fans are kind of just Ohio State, you know, barely beat Indiana, and I'd say this is what makes this year weird, Vince, because we're comparing Ohio State at four games at the same time that Notre Dame has eight games. Sure, and you know what was Notre Dame's fourth game? It was a 12-7 to 7 win over Louisville, over Louisville. <laughs> right? So, uh, Ohio State's going to get better. Now, I don't think the blueprint necessarily changes because no, the, blueprint, the blueprint to beat Notre Dame is the same, too. You know, slow down the run game and, and don't let Ian Book get hot. You know? Sure. Just, but now, now, carrying that blueprint out is a different a deal than, than knowing what yeah. to do. And, and so, I, I, I think Ohio State's going to get better. I think that's the thing, too. But this is not the same Ohio State team that we've seen in past years where you're like, wow, this is a – this is a really dominant team because they're just not as good on defense, in yeah. my opinion, as they've been. And this is two out of three years now that they haven't been great on defense. Uh, and, and, again, let's not forget, too, they're on their third defensive coordinator in three years. So, uh, I, I, this is why I still say they're going to get better. Let's see how they are in a few weeks. But, again, how much better they're going to really get, we don't know because they play such – I mean, it's not their but fault, that, but right. the schedule they have is just – just bad they're not they're gonna not, be challenged and then what's a big is. one gonna be northwestern right it's gonna that, be their big win and that's the thing they're right. not gonna be challenged until they get to one right. of those semifinal games that, right. that's gonna be their Correct. first big challenge of the entire Correct. season and we've seen that's hurt teams in the past right you know that hurt florida state back in 2014 where the only game they were really challenged in 2014 was notre dame which was a month and a half two months before the playoff game you know and they just kind of steamrolled everybody i think it hurt clemson last year i think clemson that's why clemson fell behind 16 nothing to ohio state last year yeah you know people forget that if ohio state doesn't make some mistakes and struggle in the red zone they're playing for the national championship against lsu every year Right. So that's an, that's another good point. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that'll be interesting, but I'm curious to see how Ohio State does. The other one that, that I think does impact Notre Dame a little bit is I was a little surprised uh, that the committee had – I guess I shouldn't be when we look at how they view the SEC year after year. Uh, Texas A&M five and then Florida six. I wasn't necessarily surprised with Florida being six. I would have had them six, but I wouldn't have had them – I would have had Texas A&M number five. 
And I think that Texas A&M is getting a lot of love for beating Florida, which is a great sure. win. Uh, but the rest of their wins aren't, aren't, aren't all that impressive to me. You know, when they played Alabama, they got, they got dominated. So, and then, mm-hmm. of course, they've had some COVID issues, so I'm curious to see how many games they play. But that right there makes this really interesting. And not so much Florida, because Florida's got to play Bama. And, and Florida can score with anybody. The problem is I feel like me, you, and like nine of our buddies could go hang 24 on Florida's defense. Like it's just a really <laughs> bad defense, uh, at least I'm being a bit hyperbolic. But, as long as you need I a mean, blocking wide receiver, right, I got you. Right. I got you. Um, you know, it's just – so I don't see Florida beating Bama. I don't see they, I don't think yeah. they have any chance of beating, beating or outscoring Alabama. Right. Uh, because Alabama's defense is good enough to come away with stops. And Florida's, Correct. to me, has not proven to be so. So, barring Alabama – just beating themselves. I don't see Florida winning. The concern I have, however, is what happens if A&M wins out and then A&M and Notre Dame loses to Clemson. Now, if Notre Dame gets blown out by Clemson, they don't deserve to be in the playoff anyway. Agreed. That, that, I, that, I've always said that. If you get destroyed late in the year, um, you, you don't deserve to be in the playoff. And I felt that going back to the BCS when you'd see Oklahoma or Nebraska get smoked in the Big 12 title game but still be in the top two in the BCS. I've, I've right. never liked that. Uh, and it's true of Notre Dame. But I think that is, that is an interesting one where how do they view, you know, because, again, we see five and we think, oh, geez, they're really close there. But to the committee's eyes, what we don't know is how big of a gap is there between four and five. And yeah. to me, and I want to ask your opinion, Vince, when I see the top four teams, I see a big gap between everybody, them and everybody else. I now, agree. my number five would be Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati, two things about them. Number one is I have a lot more respect for the American Athletic Conference than other people do. Uh, I think they beat Central Florida on the road. They spanked Memphis. They spanked SMU. They're dominating teams. I mean, the only team that's, the only game that's been close was a road win over UCF. That's a good win. They're dominating teams. But, you know, that's a team that concerns me a little bit. But then you see the committee had them all the way down to seven. Clearly, they don't respect Cincinnati the way I do. So, I'm just curious, Vince, what the gap would be between four and five because that's going to tell you what the margin for error is should Notre Dame lose to Clemson in the ACC title game. Well, my opinion on that is that the gap is huge. Mm -hmm. I really do feel like it's the top four and then everybody else. And whoever's ranked five and beyond, it doesn't even really matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the top four teams are really going to have to stub their toe in order to fall out of that top four. So, for example, Notre Dame is going to have to lose – in the regular season, and they're going to have to lose to Clemson in the ACC championship mm-hmm. to fall out. Right. I, fe- I feel like uh, – And we now have on the screen, you see the top 25. If you're watching you the video, you can see the top 25. So you're saying is right here, Vince, is barring just somebody just a collapse, a yes. super upset. So Notre Dame losing to, to North Carolina and Wake Forest or Ohio State dropping a game to some team that's just, you know, not Michigan. You know, let's say some crazy thing like that. Or Notre Dame beating Clemson right. again. I, that's, the, that's the interesting thing for me, Vince. Is, is let me ask you this. If, yeah. What happens if yes. Notre Dame beat Clemson again in a tight game? Because I, I would still argue that even with two losses, Clemson's lost twice to the number two team in the country, neither of those games on their field. Right. How does the committee view that? So you see Clemson now, right there at number three. That's what are your very, thoughts on that one? Because okay. I agree with you. The top four teams are by far the four best teams yes. in the country for me right now. If we're ranking teams just based on how good they are mm-hmm. and – Clemson lost a close game to Notre Dame, and so now Clemson has two losses. That's a really good question because I still think that they're one of the top four teams in the country, Mm -hmm. but I think they would have a very hard time 
defending yeah. that. You know right. what I mean? With all the analytics and all the other nonsense, I think that they're on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I still think that they would be one of the top four teams in the country, and I think that yeah. they would belong in uh, the college football playoff, but I don't think that they would be. I think that they'd be on the outside looking in when yeah. it was all said and done. I think what would make it interesting would be this scenario, and that is – Texas A&M, one of two things happens to Texas A&M. Number one is they keep, they keep not playing games. You know, Texas A&M has already had a couple sure. games postponed. Uh, they're supposed to play LSU this weekend. Uh, they still have Auburn and Tennessee on the schedule. Now, LSU at Auburn at Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee can't, isn't going to beat them right now the way Tennessee's playing. However, Tennessee is a team that if they can get their heads on straight and finish the way they did last, this year the way they did last year, maybe – they can pull up an upset. But LSU and Auburn are both beat winnable games for, mm-hmm. for those teams over Texas A&M. Because uh, as I said, they, they – I mean, their most recent win was really impressive. They've had a couple good wins, but they've also had some ugly wins. And then, of course, got dominated by Alabama. So if they drop a game, now they're a two-loss team. And if Alabama beats uh, Florida in the SEC title game, now you're looking at potentially undefeated Cincinnati and two-loss Clemson. In 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 a, in a yeah. so so that's where it could get really interesting for me. Yeah, uh, I agree. When you, when you look at those rankings, and here's the other thing on that, Vince, is how does the committee view Oklahoma? Because I'm I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull the uh, the rankings up again here because I was this was one of the ones that surprised me a little bit, Vince. I was a little surprised at how high they had Oklahoma, and and obviously Oklahoma's coming off of a really good win over Oklahoma State. You know, they got Oklahoma really rising up the rankings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was surprised they had them as high as 11. That was about two, three spots higher than I would have had them, um, you know, so so that's interesting. And so it, it, this, this thing could get really interesting. And I think the other thing, too, is if some of these games happen the way that I think they could happen, you know, I could see A&M losing another game. I could see Florida getting beat again. It could almost at the point where, barring Notre Dame losing by 30 in the ACC title game, Notre Dame is almost assured of a of a playoff berth, depending on, um, you know, how some of these things go. So it's going to be a really wild final three weeks. I agree. Season. And the problem is none of these teams play each other, mm-hmm. you know, unless they're in conference. And so mm-hmm. um, I, in your scenario with a two-loss Clemson team and a no-loss Cincinnati, I mm-hmm. personally would still put Clemson in but yeah. I could very easily see them putting Cincinnati yeah. in that game. And, and you know what? Why not? Right. Why not put them in? It, get, look, because if Cincinnati wins lot. all their games, to your, I agree with you. If Cincinnati wins all their games, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit more – again, I look at the American a little different than I used to look at, like, the Mountain West, you know, when Boise State was in there. Because when I, when I look at the American Conference and I look at Cincinnati's schedule, for example, Vince, I'm, I'm reading this off here now. You look at they've had to beat Central Florida on the road. They had to beat SMU on the road. SMU was ranked at one point time this year. They beat Memphis this year. Uh, they beat Army this year by two touchdowns. The SMU game, they won by 29. They beat Memphis 49 to 10. They beat Houston 38 to 10. And then they went on the road and beat UCF 36 to 33 in a game that they led 36 to, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was, um, I mean, they, they, they looked good. They pulled away from Central Florida in that game. Uh, you know, Central Florida obviously scored, I believe, late in that game. And then they'd have to play at Temple and at Tulsa, who was ranked. And then there's a chance that they might have to play Tulsa in back-to-back games. Right, yeah. You know, twice, so, yeah. so then you look at it and you say, okay, uh, this, this, is, this is where things start to get interesting. You know, then you look at Tulsa and you say, okay, well, Tulsa's a good football team. They barely lost to Oklahoma State and that kind of thing. But 
that's where it's going to get really interesting because I, I could see Cincinnati if if Clemson has two losses. Because here's the thing that's going to hurt that's going to hurt Clemson a little bit is the only team that they're going to have beaten that's worth anything is Miami. Correct. You know they don't play North Carolina. Uh, unless BC gets hot and wins out, because I could see a seven and four BC team cracking the top twenty-five at the end of the year with some teams they play. So, sure. it, moral of the story, Vince, it's going to get really, really interesting fun. down the stretch. It is, you yeah. know, and when you look at Northwestern being number eight, I don't know how they're number eight. And I think part of that's because the overhype that they have with Wisconsin. I think Northwestern's very average. I think Wisconsin was overrated. Uh, I thought Texas was too high. And the one thing I did like, Vince, they gave zero respect to the Pac-12. Zero, and they shouldn't. They, they should. You're 100 right. Oregon was 15. <laughs> USC was 18, and Washington, who's undefeated and has two impressive wins, was not ranked. Yeah. Nor should they be. No. You know. So uh, that was the interesting thing because that was my big concern. Is I when, when they showed you Oregon, not when they started when they showed the six up to 16, and I'm thinking, man, where are they going to put Oregon? That's and then when I saw Oregon at 15, and after USC being 18. Nope, because even if they beat USC in the in the Pac-12 title game, what that's one top fifteen win, right? Exactly. You know, so uh, I thought that was that was like okay, we don't have to worry about the Pac-12. Inappropriate because they're exactly. not exactly they're going to play seven games. That's right. it. Seven. And you games. say the same about the Big Ten, but that's a whole other right. conversation. Well, the Big Ten at least is going to play eight or nine, you know, and, and so that gets them a little Most. bit closer, you know, a little bit closer, you know. And again, we don't know if some of these teams, you know, Notre Dame, may not end up playing twelve games. Who knows what's going to happen with all the issues Wake Forest is having right you now? Watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. So, uh, the more it's going to be a fun final month of the season. Yeah. I think we can agree on that. These yep. next three games are going to be huge for Notre Dame. But something you've been saying now for the last two weeks, Vince. Notre Dame is in control of their own destiny. Yes, sir. And that's the impressive thing. I think Bama, if they went out, is clearly number one. Because yep. Alabama's beating good teams, but Alabama's also destroying good teams. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They're not just winning games. They're smacking people. Yep. You know, I thought Georgia was the one team, one SEC team I thought was super overranked. I do not get no the doubt. love for Georgia. No, I don't uh, either. Five and two, barely beat a bad Mississippi State team this week. They've had a couple really close games against mediocre to bad teams. Georgia's not very good. It w- it'll take care of itself anyway because they're, they're probably going to lose again, and looks, although JT Daniels uh, looks pretty good. So, anyway, that's going to be it for our first installment of the post-college football rankings uh, podcast recap. Uh, Vince, thanks for joining me on this. Yes, sir. Make sure you check that. Make sure you're locked in oursbreakdown.com for everything we got going on. Vince and I are going to do a Notre Dame, North Carolina preview podcast tomorrow. And hey, everyone have an awesome, great, safe Thanksgiving. Be with your family, be around the people you love. But remember, we're going to have a lot of content at oursbreakdown.com uh, that day. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. So, Vince, right. thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you again here soon. <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.